0: Welcome to the Essay for FAs Retirement Advisor podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today we'll continue Wednesday's discussion of the choice between a lump sum and an annuity by noting an intriguing proposal for something that lies in between. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, this word on behalf of our sponsor. Our Wednesday podcast discussed the choice new retirees frequently face between taking a lump sum payment from their employer, which they can then roll over into an IRA, or receiving a pension with a fixed monthly payout that lasts as long as the pensioner lasts. I won't review the whole podcast here, but in brief outline, I noted that A, the standard advice is to take the lump sum, B, that advice is... I argued, skewed by the investment framework through which it is viewed, without due consideration to retirement income, and C, I gave a real-life example of an instance where the annuity would work out better, and lastly, D, I suggested that optimally, investors wouldn't choose between a lump sum and an annuity, but would strive to attain both, to have one's cake and eat it too. Well, today I can offer you another idea that is akin to having one's cake and eating it too, with some shades of difference. The idea comes from the Brookings Institution's Retirement Security Project. It is written from a policy perspective, but would also apply at the individual level as well. In any event, it's something advisors should at least be aware of. The key insight of this paper is that managed payout funds might be that middle bear between lump sums and annuities. To put this in perspective, the paper's authors understand that annuities address one problem while creating another— The annuity removes uncertainty about one's monthly income, and it removes the risk of outliving one's income, but it offends investors' desires to maximize their living standards, since a conservatively managed insurance contract must necessarily pay something less than average stock market returns, and since an earlier-than-average death reduces the total lifetime payout. On the other hand, the authors recognize that the stock market's timing may be at odds with that of the retiree, so the hoped-for higher returns may fail to materialize. Indeed, retirees could lose money on their lump sum investments, and the risk of market losses is compounded by sequence of returns risk. Into this complex dilemma for retirement investors, the Brookings authors David John, William Gale, J. Mark Irie, and Aaron Krupkin suggest managed payout funds. A relatively small and unheralded part of the retirement market. The largest fund, and actually the only large fund of its kind, is Vanguard's Managed Payout Fund, which in 2017 had nearly half the merely $3.5 billion in managed payout assets. Managed payout funds are similar to target date funds, but with a different objective. TDFs, which have captured a whopping $877 billion of the retirement market, are standard accumulation vehicles like mutual funds. Their objective is capital appreciation, mitigated by an age-based formula for reducing exposure to market risk as the funds reach their target date. TDF critics, like Ron Sures, argue that these funds are poised to blow up on boomers because nearly all of them hold significant equity allocations at the target date. In contrast, managed payout funds target a payout. Vanguard's fund targets a 4% annual payout in line with the rule of thumb 4% rule paid out monthly. Vanguard's fund is composed of underlying Vanguard funds familiar to most advisors, including various stock and bond funds, alternative strategies, and commodity-linked investments. That is where its growth and income come from. Other funds gradually distribute the principal invested in the fund. So, for example, Fidelity's offering pays out 5.4%, but over a period fixed at 20 years. So the idea here is that investors don't get the guarantee of an annuity, but they get a conservatively managed fund targeting a retirement paycheck, and their capital does not die with them. In the judgment of Brookings authors, this helps solve the retirement challenge, since three-quarters of investors in a survey they cite say they lack the ability to manage their money in retirement. They therefore propose a retirement policy that helps Americans with retirement distribution that is parallel to the system that has been gradually adopted during the accumulation stage. Just as the automatic choices, such as qualified default options in 401ks, have simplified enrollment, contribution, and allocation decisions for millions of Americans who typically default into age-appropriate target date funds, The Brookings authors would like to see Americans benefit from a default withdrawal system that would automatically convert retirement account balances into a stable monthly income. The system would be flexible enough to accommodate those seeking other options, but the idea is to prevent the mismanagement of personal finances that jeopardizes Americans' retirements. They offer other ideas, such as deferred income annuities to kick in at a late stage to protect against longevity risk, and an emergency fund to address extraordinary expenses such as health issues without reducing retirees' standard of living. You can read the report for those details, but what I think is interesting about this is that these policy wonks are proposing very much the sort of retirement portfolio that many financial advisors seek to put in place a growth portfolio, a monthly paycheck, and an emergency fund, and longevity protection. Indeed, the authors call for changes that would enable 401ks to offer alternatives to lump-sum distributions more aligned with retirees' income needs, and for changes in the IRA market that would encourage advisors to make greater use of managed payout options. Changes of the sort proposed by Brookings are a step in the right direction but advised clients needn't wait for reform to seek an appropriate mix of growth and income in their later years. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.